and welcome back to another edition of the Bevo Boys. It is episode 24, RIP Kobe, and it is game week in Austin, Texas, baby. I'm Joe Scanlon. On the other side of the mic is Creighton Branch, of course. And Creighton, it's, like I said, man, it's game week. We, we actually have college football, and after watching college football last weekend, I need some Longhorn <laughs> football. It's crazy. I need uh, some. Long, I need yeah. some Longhorn football. <laughs> it's crazy that we're already back, uh, but you're right. Our souls need to be cleansed after the uh, the matchup between the two Big Ten teams that don't deserve to be named. They do not deserve to be named, and I unfortunately have to cover one of them for my job. So <laughs> let's get into it. It is like I said, game week. I'm just. I just can't stop saying it's game week. I'm just that excited. And it's there crazy. Are, there's some big news coming out of Austin. I mean last week here Hudson Card named QB1 of the Longhorns which shocked some me personally not shocked we'll get into that as well as the Bijan Robinson hype and I'm just waiting for him to drop the jersey I'm waiting for him <laughs> to drop the jersey so I can cop one because that's going to be that's going to be something you wear for the rest of your life. I have a, I have a good feeling about Bijan. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit of some problem spots for Texas because you know we we keep things we keep things even here on the Bevo Boys Pod. We talk the good. We also talk the uh, not so good. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into some of those spots and then of course we'll finish with our predictions for the season. So Creighton, let's get into it. Hudson Card, the redshirt freshman from Austin Lake Travis. Named QB one the last week by Steve Sarkeesian. So uh, Creighton, how did he win this job? Let me tell you, Creighton. Let me tell you how he won this job. He came into camp as the number two, thanks to uh, Casey Thompson's experience, both as you know Sam's quarterback, uh, Sam's backup quarterback, and then what he did against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Of course, he went eight for 10, 170 yards, and four touchdowns. Which you know, when he did that, I thought, you know what, give him the job. Give him mm-hmm. the job next year. I like it. But on the flip side, was Colorado really that good? No, they really weren't that good. <laughs> no. So, so, yeah, it's Alamo Bowl. Anyways, we go into camp, and reports out of Austin say that Thompson was struggling with turnovers, where uh, Card was actually not struggling with those turnovers. God, um, that's awful. That's, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, Honestly, a problem spot. Uh, but, um, you know, at least Card able to, you know, control, hang on to the ball, um, not throw picks. I mean, I mean, uh, Thompson threw a pick in the spring game that was ugly. Like, he threw, mm. I think, one or two that were pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I believe it. Um, from what Steve Sarkeesian saying and what coaches are saying about Hudson Card, he apparently has great mobility. So he's able to extend plays and force defenses to respect him as a runner. And, you know, that's great. That's just coupled on to the fact that his arm is a cannon. <laughs> this kid's arm is absolutely insane. It's it's strong. It's it's incredible. And I honestly, Crane, I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now. I think he could be a faster Colt McCoy. Uh yeah. I am glad you said I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Definitely. I I mean Colt Colt had some Colt had some wheels. Watch some of his old stuff from college. He actually yeah, had Colt, some wheels. Colt was faster than people thought he was. That's for sure. I agree. I've seen he actually watching, was. watching some preseason this year. He looks he looks still he still has a little bit of speed in him. I mean, yeah, no, so, he's a little, he's a little nifty. 
but uh, but I could I definitely could see the comparison here. Um, but uh, what what say you, Creighton? What do you think about the uh, decision? I'm glad that you mentioned the Colt McCoy thing because I did read a article and tweet actually, so it's come from more than one person. So they must have saw it. Uh, just or I guess a lot of people must have saw it that they said that Hudson Card is the closest thing that the Longhorns have gotten to Colt McCoy since Colt McCoy, which is a big deal. Because everybody remembers how good Colt McCoy was until, you know, uh, what year was it when uh, Kellen, whatever, I don't know, but Kellen ended up, Kellen Kellen Moore ended up breaking his record for most wins as a FBS quarterback. Uh, that stood for at least three or four more years after uh, Colt had left. And so, you know, and then Kellen at that point was with Boise State. So obviously it was, if, when you have a good Boise State team, it's not hard to win that many games. So anyways... Colt was unbelievable as a player at Texas. And if Hudson Card can just get even remotely close to that, I think that's a massive deal. Uh, we mentioned it, Joe, that if the quarterback battle was going so far into this like year or start of the season, I mean, we're literally on a Sunday. Right, yeah, game starts game on week. Saturday. It is game yeah. week. <laughs> um, we, had, we both had a feeling that, you know, that's pretty good indication that Hudson Card is either, either two things. One – both quarterbacks are not good at all or Hudson card is improving <laughs> so much faster than what they thought. And obviously it's come that the latter is true. Hudson card has been outstanding in practice. Uh, when they got him uh, to, when he came into the program, I think that they were expecting him to be a really good player, his junior year, maybe even his senior year. But I just think that Hudson has just progressed so much uh, during this off season specifically. And I mean, let's not like, beat around the bush i mean the reason hudson card is doing as good as he is is because he's in a system that steve sarkeesian is putting together it taylor it's tailor made for for hudson card a, a person that's always going to look to throw down the field has a great arm he can run he's very nifty you're right i do believe he's a faster colt mccoy uh if you look at his game tape from high school he will make people miss and i mean i, I will miss the sam ellinger type you know, bulldoze kind of thing. God. But yeah, but Sam's a fr- Sam uh, was a fr- he was yeah, built yeah. like a linebacker. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But Hudson Card is going to be able to go uh, east to west and make some moves, and that's going to be really cool to see. And so I think this was the right decision. I loved Casey Thompson. I think he's a really great kid. I feel really bad for him, honestly. Yeah, no, he's a, I mean, he's, a, he's a good kid. The idea was supposed to be Casey Thompson takes over the team after Sam Ellinger, and Hudson Card is just that person that comes in and is just already making leaps and bounds uh, in his game. And so I don't know what Casey Thompson is going to do next. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if he transfers. I think almost everybody's expecting that, you know, because he can't go play somewhere. I mean, he's good enough to go play somewhere. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but yeah. we'll see what he does. Uh, the lay of the land obviously has proven that guys like this will transfer. But who knows? And so I think Hudson Card is the, the best quarterback for the Steve Sarkeesian era, year one, I'm really excited to see. You're gonna get. You're not gonna have to worry about Steve having to hold back on anything. Um, he's gonna make Hudson Card go out there and throw the ball, and you know, uh, really, really, uh, not. I, I wouldn't call it an air raid, but it's gonna be close to something like that. I mean, they're going. They're gonna be a lot of passes, and I'm really excited about that. And I think Hudson's got great, great accuracy that a lot of people don't talk about. And uh, I'm excited for it. I think Hudson is just kind of the dude at the right time. I think if Tom Herman was still here, we might not be getting the same starting quarterback, honestly. 
No, no, 100%. You would have picked Casey. <laughs> you you would have picked Casey, and that's just because Tom Herman is Tom Herman. Um, but, no, I agree. I think I think Sark made the right choice, living by the mantra, all gas, no brakes. This is the absolutely. quarterback that's going to just absolutely just dominate, drive down the field. Um, and, you know, like you said, Casey Thompson probably going to transfer. And he is – you're right, he is a good kid. He, uh, no problems, no yeah, off-the-field problems, no. No, nothing mm-hmm. – no bad attitude. He's not Spencer Rattler. Um, Which is crazy. I'm glad like you said that. No bad attitude. This dude has set behind Sam Ellinger for almost his years. entire college career. Yeah. Loses out the Hudson card. And I mean, instantly he I mean like he if he does transfer, cool, but he didn't like come out the same day and he's like, I'm out. I mean, you don't hear anything yeah. from him. So that's impressive. Well, now now one thing that might uh, come to that one thing that yeah. might affect that is the fact that apparently the battle may not be over because Sark did uh, say both could play against Louisiana, depending way to keep on your how quarterbacks. depending on how Hudson Card uh, does. If Hudson Card comes out and just absolutely lays a goose egg, then <laughs> Casey Thompson's going to uh, come. He's going to see the field in Austin on a yeah, Saturday. Yeah, if we have a Garrett um, Gilbert situation, yeah, you're right. A <laughs> Garrett Gilbert situation. Don't, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me. The last thing Texas needs in a first year of a head coach is a dual quarterback situation where nobody knows who the leader is. That has plagued us for years. Wow, sounds, sounds Before like Sam. Michelle and yeah. Sam Ellinger, dude. And then, like, finally Sam took over the last two years. But it's like... Yeah. We're, we should be past this point, and I think we are, but you're right. If Hudson Card goes out and sucks, Casey Thompson's going to get the play. I mean, it's like yeah, I don't think no, his yeah. leash is that long. You know? No, it's it's not. It's not. Yeah. And, you know, if he does decide to transfer, I mean, as history has told us, he's probably going to Utah. So, I yeah, mean... I was to say, Utah, <laughs> get ready. Make, us, make some room. It's like... Speaking of the, the, the Texas Longhorns are now the minor league feeding system for the Utah Utes. That's who literally both, what it is. Who who you informed me both lost out to the starting role. Our good friend, good friend Charlie Brewer of <laughs> Baylor Baylor fame. Good oh. old good old Charlie Creighton. He won the job in Utah. Uh, you know, you remember when we were them. talking about Cam Rising just being like. Which he, oh, I mean, he's probably yes. good, but like he's not good enough to like start, I guess. But like we were like, yo, this kid I'm hearing is like the next it thing. Yeah, and, so, and, and then he lost out to Charlie Brewer. I mean, no offense to Charlie Brewer, but I mean, I ranked yeah, him probably yeah. the fifth, fifth or sixth best quarterback in the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, so, he's I mean, he's not the best quarterback to come out of Baylor. So nope. That would be Bryce Petty. Oh, well, Bryce Petty's one. And then, of course, How about RG3? RG3. I was about to say RG3. Uh, New I, fellow I, I, broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, cool, though, man. I think I think, I think think Hudson Card's going to provide a spark for the Longhorns that they really need this year. This whole first year, I think you believe it, too. It, it's just – it's got to be attractive, man. Like, Steve's got to go out there and, like, even if you don't win 12 games – win nine games but put up 50 points you know something like that just make it really exciting just win your first game honestly let's start there yep nope win the first game that's important we'll get into these games and our predictions later uh but right now who is so we have our quarterback it's gonna be hudson card for now short leash like you said um who will be taking the handoff from hudson card well that was no discussion folks it's gonna be (laughs) b john robinson as rb1 but you know roshan johnson as he's been his whole career, Texas, a very capable third down back, very good backup running back. So I, I'm actually 
actually, I think that might be the strongest part of our offense this year is the running backs. Yeah, no, I think didn't we. Yeah, we mentioned it uh, when Steve got in. He completely like re he rebuilt the entire running back room, and like yep. it's now easily the strongest part of the team. Like that was the first order of action for him. And he did it in the matter of like two it, months, I think. And, but yeah. and he, someone fumbles McGee made his life easier by transferring. So uh, uh, not to Utah though. <laughs> not, not to, to Utah. Utah. No, he did he, not go to Utah. He's a California he kid now. Oh, USC. California. Oh, he went to USC. See, that's another one. It's USC or it's Utah. It's or they come from USC. Looking at you, Brew. Wow, that guy really didn't pan out either. Or he hasn't nah, yet. Yeah, so you're right. You know he what? Hasn't. Miss missed out on that boat. Whoo. Um, but back to Texas, Bijan Robinson comes into 2021, obviously with a lot of hype after the end of last season. I mean, he put up 113 yards against West Virginia, 172 against Kansas State with three touchdowns, and then 183 against Colorado with uh, one rushing touchdown and two re- receiving touchdowns. So That's a lot. <laughs> so as we've mentioned before, why did Tom Herman not freaking play Bijan Robinson? And of course, we got the answer. What was the answer? Was it? Oh, he wanted to have fresh legs or something. Yeah, wanted, wanted to keep Bijan's exactly legs it, fresh. Literally, if he if he ran Bijan more, I think we win nine or ten games last year. You definitely beat if, Iowa State. Oh, we beat we beat <laughs> Iowa State. I think we beat Oklahoma too. You probably beat Oklahoma because you were right there in that game too. You throw throw. Okay, let's say this. Like, if you run Bijan Robinson, give him, like, 40 extra more yards, maybe 50 extra more yards, yeah, that, that punches you in for at least another yep. touchdown or two, and that wins you the game on both aspects. Yep, yep. We so you can't, you can't see me, folks, but I am currently punching the air in frustration because yep. last year could have gone a lot differently. But if it did go differently last year, we wouldn't have gotten rid of Tom Herman, which, like we said last week, one of the top – five moments or it's an honorable mention of uh texas football history so thank you tom for not knowing how to do your job uh so i was watching espn and Bijan was nominated for the herbie award because kirk herbstreet's full of himself uh and he was nominated for the breakout performance award so Creighton, what do you think about that? I mean, I I think he will have a break. He's going to have a breakout performance because we all got a glimpse of what he could do, and now now Sark's going to run him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, Bijan Robinson's going to be the best running back in the nation, hands down. Like that's what's going to happen. They're going to they're Sark's going to find a way uh, to get him involved. And the and like what's going to really help is that I do believe the passing game is going to get better, so teams are going to have to respect the downfield. And so that's going to open up the running lanes more because uh, now you can't just load the box or the other way around. So uh, I think B. John Robinson is going to end up being the best running back in the nation. With that being said, though, I still believe he is being underrated by many analysts because I think a lot of guys have left him off uh, their Heisman list. Not that it has to be that high of an award at this point, but I think nobody has put him on his their Heisman list really uh, it's always the same guys. I've seen Bryce Young on there. I've seen Sam Howell seems to be a very popular choice. Uh, guys like that. Uh, also, uh, Brees Hall is another one that's going to be on there. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I just think Bijan moves much better than a lot of the, than a lot of these guys. Obviously talking about Brees Hall, the other two are quarterbacks. Uh, oh, Spencer Rattler would be another one. I just think that, Bijan Robinson's going to be 
unbelievable. I mean, think about what he did at 18 years old. I mean, I don't care who it is against. I mean, he put up some, it's not easy to run 183 yards in a game. Like you, nope. it, these are still, not in this, not are still in this college teams. Yeah. These are still college teams that are getting unbelievable athletes and to average 18 a run. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. And so I, I was impressed. I mean, even against West Virginia, 113 yards will do like that's plenty of yards, you know? So I, I think Bijan is going to be not just the focal point of the team, but he's going to be flat out the best player on the team. Uh, which will be nice because for some for a team that was gunning so hard for Zach Evans, who's not bad at TCU, it's obvious that Bijan Robinson is a step ahead of him at this moment in time, and I, we lucked out on that choice. So I really like where this is going to go. I'm excited to see Bijan carry the ball. Uh, back to your point about Roshan and Bijan together, I'm no longer afraid on third and shorts. I think that if we have a third and one, a third and two. We're Maybe a third and three. I, I do believe we can hand the ball off to either of them and confidently say he can go get us the first down. We don't have to worry about a fumble or not getting it at all, you know, things like that. And think about it. This kid was so good at 18. He's had, what, eight months to prepare for his sophomore year? And obviously he's a workhorse. So, like, I guarantee you he is much bigger than we remember him. I, I bet he built up a lot. So that's going to be exciting. And – I'm looking for like I don't know, say a buck twenty in the first game, buck thirty. That's a lot, but I'm going there. I I'll agree with you. I think I think honestly, Creighton, I think he has a shot at Heisman. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna. He be there. has a shot at the Heisman. Um, now is his shot gonna get better next year? Yeah, for sure. But let's focus yeah. on this year first. It's his sophomore year, so. Um, I, I think I think he has a legit shot just because he's just that dot and like watching him run in practice this fall mm-hmm. and in the spring game I was just I I just got exci- I'm excited he's swift, I'm just so excited yeah. he's, he's so swift. quick and he's strong he's strong oh yeah. it's just he's almost like and this is not meant as a degrading comment <laughs> he's almost like a great value Earl Campbell right now. I don't think he's on Earl Campbell's level. I don't think he's not on Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell is like one of the best college players in the history of ever, if not the best. So I, like I mean, a great I, value I, version of that is like Ricky Williams level is like that. You know yeah. kind of thing? Something like that. I mean that's still I, like I, I, you know, I would say he's like he's kinda like Ricky Williams right now. He's um, the best running back we've probably best. had since then. Yeah, he's the yeah, no, he is one hundred percent the best running back we've had since then, but I can see him turning into a Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell. And yeah. and winning a Heisman and uh, heck add his name to the field just name the field after all our Heisman winners. <laughs> Go ahead. I actually I've really come to really like the name of the field. It just I know I really do well. too. I really do too. I, yeah. I, I love I love it. Was it Cam- Campbell Williams? I like yeah, it. Campbell Williams. Got, and I know a, a lot of people. A lot of people are going to say, "Well, hey, what about Deontay Foreman? He was good, but he was nowhere near as talented as B. John be, can be." No. New. He just had a really good year, which I commend him for. I think he's, a, I yeah. think he was a really good one-year college player. But Bijan is clearly like ta- way more talented than you know Deontay was. Yeah, but I, I just want to be clear that was not meant to be a negative comment. <laughs> I literally he called you just, great value. <laughs> he called you well, not even ga- signature select. Well, he I don't even you know signatures a lot. Oh my, Kirkland's. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even call you Kirkland's. <laughs> 
<laughs> your Dollar Tree value. That's what we'll start doing. All these. We'll start calling like Spencer Rattler's Dollar Tree material. Like we'll start saying stuff. Oh like, my god. Yeah. No, um, but like you can't compare him to Earl Campbell right now because we haven't seen what he can do. Like we've only saw him three three games. But god, if he does that, that sucks to he, know that he does that for a whole season. Then yeah, I'm putting him up there with Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams. I'm throwing him all the way up there. He does that in a full season. He's winning the Heisman. It's not even he a question. Sh- so he should have a field day in these first three games. Oh, I agree. Because no, Louisiana, agree. as good as Louisiana is, I don't think they're going to be able to stop his run. Obviously, Arkansas can barely put a football team together on the field, and I I, I just think that he's going to have, you know, the first three games he's going to be able to easily put up triple digits in every one of them easily 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 and then uh before we before we head to the next section i just want to say kirk curve street's probably not that conceited and i apologize kirk curve street is uh what do you call what do you call oh is uh is great value material <laughs> great He's value gr- material no kirk curve street's a seems like a nice guy i don't know i wouldn't mind uh, i wouldn't mind being on game day with him shoot Pays oh yeah want to make it who, right now who, what, what what version? What great value version is Kirk Herbstreit of? Like, who is he? Oh, a great value know. version of? There, there hasn't there hasn't been a show like College Game Day until College Game Day. Yeah, you're right. Not that I can. It's think good of. to see them back, man. Oh, it really is. No, I love them, and you know, I'm good to see Coach Corso back. Or well, I guess was he there? I didn't watch Game Day. I don't day. think I he was. Late. I don't. Yeah. I mean, so and so I don't think he was. I am excited though that they're trying to get them to arkansas for that game against us as i think i mean honestly i think in that week too it's one of the only premier matchups even though arkansas is not that good just based off the name because they're you know flushing out swc rivals and oh hey about to bring back the swc rivalry when we go to the sec so oh that's right there we go that's right hey hey this could be easily our swan song in the big 12 so this will be uh this will be fun god i'd love to win a big 12 title in our last year just to just that would be very middle, Texas of us. We big usually, middle finger. We a usually big middle go, finger. Yeah. <laughs> we usually go away like that, so you're right. That, that would be a good point. So we talked about the good, and now let's talk about the – I'm not going to call it not so good. I'm going to call it possible issues. I think that's a good way to put it, Grayson. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you. Um, so the first one I have on my list here is the offensive line. Now, we have uh, Kurt Flood, the uh, offensive line coach from Alabama, who, uh, you know, the best, one of the best, if not the best offensive line coaches in the nation. So, I have no doubt that the offensive line will be ready. And young guys like Jake Majors are going to be very, you know, I think the development of him is going to be great. I think they're all going to, you know, the young guys are going to get, like, the development's just so, going to be so much better with this coaching staff. I'm just excited to see that. Now, the issue is there's no depth. <laughs> and I don't know. You know, people who played football, people who don't play football and watch football, um, those guys hit every play. They hit hard. <laughs> and uh, so you're going to need to switch some people out now. With no depth, how do you do that? Creighton? So what, yeah. are, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, if that's we, a good if point. We, I, I know there is one guy that we'll see a lot of, and I just got to shout him out because Bowie High School represent. Uh, Tope Imade. Hey-o. Tope Imade um, should step up. He played in the last half of the season last year. Did a pretty good job. Um, but he's definitely going to have to step up now. I mean, 
there was there was depth, and there were people ahead of him on the depth chart. His first, uh, I guess. Well, he, he also was hurt, but like he's been there. This is his sixth year. He took the extra year eligibility. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, fr- front loaded is a is a good word for this team on the offensive line. I mean, if you look at it, uh, the dudes they got up front, I'm really excited about. Uh, based off of the development that I want to believe is happening in Texas. I mean, you talked about Jake Majors. I remember when Jake Majors was still in high school, and they were saying that. He still, I mean, he was big, but he still hadn't bulked up a lot. Uh, and they were like, yo, wait till you see what we can do with this kid. Like, he's going to be great. And he is. I mean, that dude is going to be ridiculous. 6'3", 310 pounds. And then next to him, Derek Kirkstetter at, you know, another 310 pounds. He's what? Yeah, he's 6'5". Yeah, and then, he's, yeah. yeah. I'm, Denzel I'm actually kind of glad. I'm, I'm kind of glad that Kirkstetter's coming back. You know, absolutely um yeah. you know very terrible injury last year and oh and yeah i mean he better really watch wrong. his better watch the bad penalties because he was pissing me off with some of those <laughs> you're right but, uh, I, oh but then that's also what i that's also a good thing uh also denzel okafor logan parr and isaiah hookfin this team is is loaded front wise now when when someone gets hurt that's you're right that's the issue there there's not much uh really development yet because everybody's so young on the backups that you have a lot of freshmen still uh and sophomores and so the last and then we've seen it in the past with texas what really hurts them is when they have to continually change out the offensive line i think that happened in tom herman's first year and it was giving him fits yeah and i he just kept saying gosh he was like this is a big issue it's just because we have to keep flipping people around so if we can stay healthy on there i think it'll be just fine but yeah if somebody gets hurt, maybe it depends on what position you might be able to plug the hole in enough to where it's like, you know, not leaking a lot. But like if you get two guys out, I mean, it could get real ugly real fast because you know, think about it, Hudson Card is still like this will be his first experience starting yep. with a team that is as big as the Texas Longhorns that every week you're going to get your best shot, especially with the target on your back now that people think you might be leaving next year to the SEC. So everyone's going to come after him, and he's going to, I mean, like, if if his guys aren't protecting him up front, I mean, it's going to be hard for him to, you know, get used to that and everything, and he's going to have to learn. So I, I do think that that is an issue of concern, the offensive line. Uh, top to bottom, very good, front-loaded as all get out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I want to believe, though, with, with Flood, that they're able to develop the guys behind them because that wasn't even a question with the last coaching staff. You just knew if someone was going out that it was going to be pretty rough sailing. So, yep, I agree. And then hopefully recruiting continues. Well, we're still in the running for Devin Campbell, I believe another buoy, another buoy grad. (laughs) Um, so go balls. Uh, speaking of getting hurt though, Creighton, we've had an issue with getting hurt a lot the last two years. Everyone, I don't even know, man. And it, it the, the, the issue is, it's not even like freak injuries like Kirkstetter last year. Yeah. It's, it's we would tackle a guy and come up with a hurt shoulder. Like it's <laughs> things that things that you can fix with strength and conditioning. And apparently Yancey McKnight just wasn't getting it done. So we did hire Tory Beckton out of California, um, and Godspeed Tory because if we if I see 
God, I feel like some games there was like five players coming. No, out. there was like there. You're right. There was games where there was like four players that would go out. Like, and there was games like consecutively where players would go out on different, like on the the play after each other. And so, for the love of Christ, keep Jordan Whittington healthy. For God's oh, I know. Sakes, I'll tell man. you what, man. If you can keep him healthy, that's you could lose all your game. Well, forget I said that. I don't. I don't want that <laughs> thing. But, but I'll be very, very, very happy if Jordan Whittington can keep healthy, which I think he will. But yeah, you're right, Yancey McKnight, man. Whatever he was doing, actually, whatever he wasn't doing. You know, <laughs> that's how I'd say. That's probably more accurate. Uh, <laughs> We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, from the videos posted on social media, it looks like they're doing strength and conditioning stuff. But, I mean, they look like they were doing that with Tom Herman's tenure, too. But I don't know, man. I, this is really something you can't judge until mm-hmm. you see it firsthand. So, we get through the whole uh, Illinois. I'm I'm so sorry I mentioned that, that team in that game. <laughs> um, we get through the whole Louisiana game on Saturday with no injuries, knock on wood, um, I'll feel a little better about the strength and conditioning of the Longhorns. Um, yeah, but until would, then, it's up in the air for me. I would like to get to – hold on, pull on the schedule. I would like to honestly get to, like, tech, tech maybe, but I'd love to get to TCU without any significant injuries to any of the starters. So that's, what, four weeks? I would like yep. to believe that we can do that. I think we can. I think we can. I'm going to knock on wood again. Everybody else but I does. I think we can. <laughs> Got it. That's the thing. See, look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I have yet to see them get hurt at all. I'll Ever. watch, you know, because, like, I, you know, I'm a college football junkie, so if the game, if there's a good game on and it's Oklahoma, I, I'll watch it. I'll hope they lose, but I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. And when I watch these games, they don't get hurt at all. And Ever. their quarterbacks have taken some hits and not been hurt, whereas – our, Sam had a concussion for his ribs last year or whatever. What was it? Like, what was wrong? I mean, yeah. he was hurt. He played hurt, I think, the last two years oh, of his absolutely. career. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I don't think he felt good at all for the last, yeah, half of his career. No way. And Kyler Murray got popped so hard his helmet came off and he just pops up like nothing happened. I'm like, okay, come on now. I, mean, <laughs> I remember that. Come on. That kid, kid, kid's 5'9". He's not 5'10". He's 5'9". Smallest. Happening. Yeah, I guess he's doing okay in the NFL. Whatever. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another issue is just a whole brand new coaching staff, brand new system. That's always a challenge in the first year for a pro, especially a program like Texas. It's a big program. It's not you can't hide at Buffalo. You can't hide at Ohio. Um, you can't. Yeah. Okay, basically you can't hide in the MAC. I'm I'm just picking on the MAC. Okay, you can't yeah. hide in a smaller conference and work your new system. And everyone's all eyes are going to be on you, and yeah. people are going to be coming for your neck. I mean, it's so you got to implement that new system. Get the players to believe in you and trust you in a short amount of time. I mean, do I think Sarkeesian can do it? I think he can because of his experience. Um, I think he can do it because from what I've heard from people, seems like just a genuinely good guy. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's pretty like genuinely that people good. People love him. And I don't think he kisses his players, so that's another good thing. Um, so I, 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 while I put it on a problem here, I don't think it's going to be a big problem. I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. But I yeah. felt the need to felt the need to address it Creighton what to you real quick yeah no my one of I think my biggest issue is what what's the identity of Texas coming into this year 
Bingo. Uh, what? Yeah. What? What are like? That's our thing. We've gone ten years now. Ah, uh, yeah. More like it keeps time keeps ticking. Actually, it's been eleven. So you know, <laughs> yeah, no. I I say ten because I just kind of remember like that. I go, oh nope, time's still going. So yeah, it's been over eleven. You know, eleven years now where we've come into the a, a year and we're like, what Texas team are we gonna get? I was mentioning to you earlier. Sometimes it's a running Texas team. Sometimes it's a passing Texas team. Sometimes the defense is unbelievable and the offense is struggling hardcore. Sometimes the offense is all we have and the defense sucks. So I think just one of the biggest problems that Texas has is like establishing an identity for who they are for the year. Uh, because if I tell you, if I ask you, what's Oklahoma? It's It takes you two seconds to tell me what Oklahoma is. You know, it's like, oh, that's a very offensive team. And so I, I uh, and then like if you say, well, what's Iowa State? Well, they're pass heavy with a little bit of Brees Hall, and you know it's like those those we should be able Texas should be able to do that too. We should be say, well, what's Texas? And it's like, well, it's either Bijan Robinson or it's going to be Hudson Card. But I do believe that Texas needs to come out in the first three weeks and establish an identity and say this is how we play football now. Um, I think that that is just. I think that really can hurt a season or, I mean, I don't know if it'll make or break, but it can really hurt or help one. Uh, because if your team is in the middle of October, still wondering, well, what's your, that's what happened last year. Middle, like the beginning of November, Texas was still wondering which team was going to show up. I swear we even asked like what team is going to show up because, you know, we would go out and have an overtime game against Oklahoma and then lose to not a Kansas, but a Kansas like team, like, uh, you know, so like, just not win, lose a game we should, like TCU, a game we should win. So uh, that's definitely number one. My number two, Joe, is will the quarterback, the quarterback situation's got to be fluid. Like, my thing is, is that it worked so well with Sam the past three years, and that was probably the most success we have seen since Mac Brown has left. And even those last years of Mac Brown when Case and them were kind of flipping out, uh, flipping in and out. Uh, it wasn't the best, but we were still getting a little bit of wins. But really, before that, it was just Colt McCoy was the last time we ever saw success with one single quarterback. And then, flash forward, Sam Ellinger finally gets a start, finally establishes himself as a starter. And I do believe that that was some of the better years Texas has had uh, in terms of just kind of overall uh you know, play. I mean, they were wishy-washy, but they did end up winning a Sugar Bowl and a big. I mean, got to a Big Twelve championship. So, what? They, the and they would have if it wasn't rigged. You're right. It was dang right. It was rigged. So yeah, the quarterback God. situation is is a big <laughs> one for me. Honestly, uh, I think it's good that you know Steve Sarkeesian's not afraid to take cuts and card. But I do think it's interesting that it took Steve Sarkeesian this long. Um, I don't know if that's a bad or good thing. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a good thing. I think Hudson Card just made it that hard. But I hope that Hudson does uh, pan out. I think he's got a great shot. And just like you, Joe, my last one is is injuries, man. That that hurts. Like, that was obviously what really killed it last year, was having to worry about every time somebody got hit or went down, are they going to get back up? Are they gonna get, literally, every time yeah. some, someone got hit, I was like, get up, get up. <laughs> And that's going to really, because you can't keep, you can't win games, especially, what are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We're playing 12 games this year. Hopefully one more or two more after that, or three more. But you can't, can't win games consecutively 
if you're always constantly having to switch guys in and out because they're always getting hurt every game. Eventually, you're not going to have a fluid starting lineup. And one, Texas is too good to not have coaches and strength and conditioning coaches that can do that, that can help a team out. Two, it's just like, yo, man, how much bad luck can you get before you get good luck? So, yeah, injuries is honestly like... I think a lot of things, a lot of problems could be like completely overlooked if injuries don't play a factor, which they will obviously, but like not all the time, hopefully. So. Right, 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 right. Well, like we said, we'll just have to have to wait and see on some of these. It's literally just the waiting game. And as we wait this whole week, which is now going to go by very slow because it is game week. You're right. Um, our first, we will get into our predictions now. So, Creighton, are you ready for this? Are you ready to predict the season? I can't I mean, believe we're already... I cannot we're, believe we're, we're already... I'm I predicting... Can't. I mean, we're going all the way. We're going to pick... A, we're not going to pick a specific bowl, but we'll pick, yeah. you know, one of the bowls that would probably fit for whatever our record is at the end of the let's, season. So. Let's hope that... Let's hope that we don't... I'm not, we're guilty of this. We, we sometimes get really excited and we do get our hope. We get our hopes up and then we get incredibly crushed. Look, it's all so, I can say is all I can say is it's not as bad as Huskers fans, dude. It's oh yeah, no, got, no, no, no. The, the, they might the, like I told you. The if they play sadness. the rest of the year, yeah. If they play the rest of the year like they did the other game, they might not beat a team. I mean, that was atrocious. They the sheer sadness that I saw around <laughs> town today was incredible, absolutely incredible. Are we good but, to say? Are we good to say that? Not all mid-major coaches work out at the big schools. I think I think I that's think Scott Frost, that Charlie Strong, point. and Tom Herman. That's, that's three. three. That's yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So. He's gone, man. In. Right? Oh, Scott Frost is gone. If if he loses, if they struggle with Fordham, which I'll be cover, I'll be at that game. Today. <laughs> if they struggle with Fordham, oh, he's his. I didn't know Fordham had a football fire. team. I thought on they were just fire. basketball. They might lose to Buffalo. They might lose to Buffalo. Oh, that's a, a good one. Oh, that's a. Buffalo is a bets, pretty folks. solid MAC team. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I might put some money. I'm, I'm not personally me, but I would uh, put some money on Buffalo. Um, let's get into this though. Louisiana. So we're number 21 in the nation right now. They're number 23. We're at Austin. It's a 3:30 kick. Um, I'm gonna say I, we win. I think we win. And I think I think it's gonna be closer than people think. I think it's just gonna be getting the rust off, kind of. And Louisiana has a pretty good team, man. They come out of the Fun Belt. They're one of the best teams in the fun belt, if not the best team in the fun belt. So uh, I think we still win, though. Yeah, no, those guys in the uh, sun belt have really put on a show in the past two years. I mean, Coastal was amazing last year. And you can see that the competition in that conference is getting better uh, each season. So I think it's going to get to a point where, like, teams like Louisiana and Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State and all those, like, you, you, you're going to expect them to be in the top 25 from now and then. You know, it's not going to be every, like, 10 years now i mean it might be every two you know you don't have to wait as long so yeah no but i'm with you at the spread is texas minus eight uh which i think is honestly i i want to believe that they're just a little skeptical because it's a first coach i mean first year first game for steve sarkeesian as head coach uh but we have an 87 percent chance to win i think texas should have no problem winning this game um and it's gonna look really good if texas can beat a top 25 team by let's say three touchdowns um the over under joe is 58 uh so i think that i want to believe texas will own if we're gonna if we're gonna go based off of that we'll own most of those points uh 
that's still giving Louisiana maybe 20-plus points, which I don't know if they can do that with against our team. But, yeah, this is a great tune-up match for Texas. Uh, the fact that it's ranked, and also it's Louisiana, so you're not getting just a, an easy opponent like a lot of teams are in the first year. Uh, I mean, in the first year, in the first game. I'm excited, though. This is going to be great. I just wish it was at night, honestly, because this would be a lot of fun. This is the first-ranked matchup they're going to have until Oklahoma, unless Texas Tech or TCU surprise us all. So, I uh, yeah, I agree. So okay, one nothing, one one nothing, one oh. one oh baby, which, one oh. which is better than two years of Tom Herman. Oh God, don't no 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 stop 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 stop. We all know, we all know what happened. So the next week we go to Arkansas to face our old SWC rival, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and we'll just say this together, Creighton, win to win, we're gonna win, absolutely steamroll, two two nothing. Dude, it's a night game too on ESPN. Yeah, so, uh, Arkansas literally is getting this name by by oh, name. Oh, and and I'm anchoring at home. Oh. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of myself. I'm thinking of myself right now, folks, because you know <laughs> having to cover a bunch of college football in Nebraska, I won't get to watch a lot of these games. So I'm, I might actually get to watch that one, Creighton. So hey. uh, heck yeah, um, Rice win. Okay, so we're three and zero, three and zero heading into the first conference game against Texas Tech at home. Um, again, when Tech has But not... I do think, I do think, though, that, I do think it'll be a win, but I do think that show, uh, coming from Oregon is going to help Tech out a, a, a little bit, so I don't think it'll be close, but I do think that, like, Tech will be respectable, like, losing to Texas by three touchdowns, or two, I think is, a, is, is respectable for them, so I, yeah, definite win, though. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 4-0, heading into the dreaded TCU game. I'm more scared and of this why do game. We say, why do we say dreaded? Because literally, for some reason, Gary Patterson seems to like to beat us. I don't know how, I don't know why, but he does. So, Fort Worth too, bro. And we're, we're in Fort Worth, which sucks, because honestly, if I was still in Texas, we would have gone to the game, man. But, uh, oh well. Say la vie. I think we, uh... I think we I think we win this game, Creighton. I think I think we break the Gary Patterson curse. I, I do believe that we will too, and I think it's going to be a running back battle between Zach Evans and Bijan. <laughs> I think Bijan will uh, end up winning that ultimately. And I think the way Steve you could see in Alabama last year, the way he plays an offense, I think is really gonna give trouble to TCU. The way Tom Herman did his thing Played into the hands of Gary Patterson really well. The game plan of Gary Patterson uh, was basically fit to beat a Texas team of Tom Herman. So, yeah, I'm going with the win as well. 4-0, baby. Four. Man, if this actually happens, I'm going to be so happy. As it happy. should be. It should be 4-0 going into this next week. So we're 4-0 and we're heading into Red River Showdown Week. Oh, man. They're number two in the nation right now. Um... Once Nebraska upsets them in Norman, they won't be. <laughs> that was that was a load of crap, folks. I'm sorry I even said that. Um, but if it does happen, that'd be incredible. Absolutely pandemonium, incredible. man. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's like USA hockey versus Soviet Union. Level yeah, at this point, miracle. It is. You're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is at that point. <laughs> but um, so heading into Red River, this is tough. I mean, everyone everyone is saying. That uh, that Oklahoma is going to 
be even better this year. They're like, oh, they're figuring the defense out. Their offense is always great. They got it all figured <laughs> out. This is the year. This is the year, folks. I don't think they do. I really yeah. don't think their defense is figured out. I don't think so. I think they're still going to have issues. I think I think Rattler's going to get passed up for Caleb Williams, honestly. I mean, yeah, he finished the year great, but that kid's head is not screwed on right. So Everybody forgets like the first like four or five games of Spencer's career. Yeah, his head like, is not yeah. screwed on right. When things are going great, he'll be great. But when mm-hmm. things hit the fan, yeah, he falls apart. He fell apart against Kansas State. He fell apart against Iowa State. He fell apart against Texas. And some could say maybe his head got screwed on right when he got sat down in the uh, in the Red River game last year. But I, I mean, he got uh, he only played five games after that, I, I believe, yeah. right or four or yeah, something like something that. Like I mean, that. like it wasn't yeah. like he had the it's not like the biggest like uh, the biggest resume after he got you know sat that we can say oh this dude is legit. I think it's a little premature. You're absolutely right that he, I think he's good. I do think he's good, but like I don't think it's too easy to rattle him so <laughs> just rat oh dude, i love i love when we have our talks we we, we uh we uh text each other and he's rattled he's flustered <laughs> he's flustered i love it I'm, i love it i'm gonna go so... win here too joe i'm gonna go win here <laughs> I wow think, i think steve sarkeesian's gonna have something special up his sleeve for this game i think it's gonna be one of those games for all eyes will be on as it always usually is but like more than ever it'll be all eyes on this game, uh, especially if this is the last time as Big 12 opponents, not that it would ever really change, but I guess for the sake of having the logo on the field instead of SEC, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I, I'm gonna go with another. It's gonna be close though, man. It's, it's gonna be a close gonna, game. They're gonna hey, put up points. You know what? You know what? You know what I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna say it right now, Creighton. Earthquake. Part two. <laughs> Cameron Decker. <laughs> Fox Sports. Uh, oh yeah, so, that's right. The Fox Sports. Fox Sports. I love them. All right, you know what? I'll go win too. I think you're right. I think Steve Sarkeesian has some trickery up his sleeve. Uh, maybe not says, Chris. Yeah, no, not keep, Chris Peterson. Not Chris. Yeah. Not Chris Peterson level. But yeah. I think Sarkeesian is very creative when it comes to offensive play calling. Um, and I think Jordan Winton is not as good as Devontae Adams. But I think oh, those yeah. plays, those plays that. Alabama ran with Devontae Adams, just a little bubble screen. And yes, Smith. I said bubble Smith. screen. Oh, did I say Adams? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I, I thought you were. Li- I thought you were literally Oops. referencing to Devontae I'm tired. Adams, and then you started I'm talking tired. about Steve Sarkeesian. I'm I was tired. like, oh wait, no, we're not talking I'm about so, Adams, are we? I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Which I was Devante like, I was like, Smith. dang. I was like, if he's already, if he's already comparing Jordan to Devontae, I was like, I'll take it. I was running with it. So I'm like, sorry, folks. I'm tired. Uh, that was a good. Yeah, go. Devontae Smith. Yeah. Uh, just that little screen pass, and then he just take off. I think they could do that with Jordan, honestly. And Jordan can run people over. Devontae, Jordan's way bigger than him, too. Devontae by the way. Smith is not big. Yeah, no, he yeah. he just he just flew past you before you even knew what was going on. So I think no. there's going to be creative play calling. I think they do beat OU, uh, Creighton. And I think one thing that Texas has proven in their years of suckiness and mediocrity—that's uh, that's what it was—that uh, they can pull the rabbit out of the hat when you don't expect them to. So they found a way to win some of these games that you never thought they would, like Charlie Strong when yep. they were one and four, and they beat Oklahoma uh, by a buttload, and you know uh, one of the last Mac Brown years. So this isn't a game that also it's cliche. We say it every year. This is a game where you can throw records and rankings out the window because all that matters is the teams 
on the field than the players, but it's so true. This like Texas could be 0 and 4. God, I hope that's not what happens. No, 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 they're and, 4 0, like we said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Oklahoma could be undefeated, and like you would never know. It's gonna play close. It always does outside of the incredibly two bad years of Charlie Strong that he didn't win it and got lucky in the last. So <laughs> anywho. So five and zero. We'll run through these next two real quick. At home against Oklahoma State, I think we win that one. They don't. Yeah, they all they have is Spencer they Sanders. Were. They don't have Thyland. They don't have Chuba. So that yeah, they're back uh, to reality. Back to reality. Six and zero. Baylor at Baylor. Seven and zero. Yeah, third worst team in the Big Twelve this year. Yep. And then the this is the last big one on our schedule before any postseason possibility it's at iowa State. i'm just gonna go out and say right now, we're gonna lose that game we're i think i lose. might be picking us to lose that game too man. yeah we're in names charlie uh, charlie Kohler, yeah. brock purdy Brees hall i mean we could pull it out you if know they're, good if, well if they're too, if they're hot if they're rolling yeah. and they're seven and oh like i said yeah. i mean Anything's possible, but I mean, if they're gonna lose any games this year, if they're gonna, lo- I know we picked OU, we picked the win against OU. If they're gonna lose any games this year, it's gonna be OU and Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. And you know good and well that that game is going to be in a, a seven o'clock start blackout game in Ames. Oh Iowa. God bless! No, yeah. yeah. If that's the and case, I always get over. nervous about blackout games because for some reason those jerseys <laughs> give those kids superpowers that I've never seen before. They win well, everything in those jerseys. Yeah, because they're sick. It's awesome. <laughs> so, all right, we, we, we say 8-1 and one now. 8-1 and one after the Iowa State game. We come home, we play Kansas, 9-1. and one. That'll uh, be like a 60 to – that'll be like old Texas, too. It'll be nice. Yeah, that'll like be 60-7. to seven. A relaxing game for us. <laughs> and then at West Virginia, it's going to be tough because it's in Morgantown, but mm. I think we take care of business. 10-1. and one. And then I think I got the numbers right there. Math is not my strong yeah, suit. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. One, 12, two, that'd be eleven three. games. We played twelve. Yep, ten and one. And then Kansas State at home. We're not in Manhattan this year. Give us the dub. Eleven and one. My well, that God, would put us in the Big Twelve go, championship. That game. would put us in the Big Twelve championship game. Probably for a against shot Oklahoma. for the playoff. <laughs> I'm gonna say Which Oklahoma would be cool. makes it. Oh, yes. man, you're giving Oklahoma the second win. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, who else? Well, well, it all would depend on Iowa State. Because if Iowa State goes oh. undefeated. Oh, we're going to have one. Oh, football is back, baby. I'm ready to do all this again. The whole situation, I'm like, oh, well, if Iowa State beats Oklahoma, but if Oklahoma beat, oh, yes. We beat, o- we beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma beats Iowa State. Iowa State beats us. What's going to happen? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I think oh, – yeah, that would. I mean, I think we're gonna have a legitimate shot to be there in the end to do that. I mean, like you we're said, we're gonna be top last... three. We're gonna be top three. You're West Virginia. Back to the West Virginia game. That's gonna be one of those ones where you squeak it out and you'll just be glad it's over at the end. But you're gonna end up winning it. And yeah. Obviously, K State's a nice way to end the year. You're probably not gonna get that many people injured, um, and you're gonna have pretty much an easy time. They're probably gonna be the second worst team in the conference. So. Uh, yeah, I think they do find themselves in the championship game. You're right. See, they're going to be between Oklahoma and Iowa State. Um, I do think if we play Iowa State, I do think we win that game. Not so much sure about Oklahoma if we have to play them again. Yeah. Uh, the way history I'll agree is told. With you. I'll agree with you. So, let's say we, we lose the Big 12. I think okay. we go to 
Um, it'll uh, maybe if it's if it's two losses, we might get that'd New be New Year's. Yeah, that'd be New yeah. Year's six because that would put us in the Big Twelve, lose, and then probably unless Oklahoma and Iowa State have really bad years, one of these three teams in the Big Twelve is going to find themselves in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, so that would mean the other the loser will be in a power. I mean, a power okay. five, a New Year's right. six. So we got 11 and one Big 12 loss and uh, New Year's six bowl for the first year for Steve Sarkeesian. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, that'll 100%. work. That's what that that that's already had leaps and now, bounds better than anybody now. Else. Now I'll give my I'll give my realistic my realistic prediction because that okay. was my that was my pipe dream real my pipe dream uh, <laughs> prediction. I think yeah. we go nine and three. Don't miss. You, oh, Jeff's, let me guess your losses. Let me guess your losses. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yep, Oklahoma, Iowa State, obviously. Yep. And then the next one's either between Oklahoma State or TCU, and I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. No, I got TCU. Dang it, I was close. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because that's how it usually works with us. We win the games we're not supposed to win, and then we yeah. lose the games we're not supposed to lose. So that's why I picked T- like TCU. We're supposed to win. But I could see Oklahoma State being a, it, any game that we're supposed to win. <laughs> just, it just worries me sometimes. Okay. Um, well, I'm gonna hold out, and since you're gonna do that, I'm gonna stick with our ten, our eleven and one prediction. Eleven and one prediction. Okay, yes. that's cool. All I right. think if this team can buck up, I think they can. I think they can beat a TCU. I think either they can way, beat e- well, either well, either way, create nine and three or eleven and one. Great years for Steve Sarkeesian. And that's already. Year. The same as anybody else's, yeah, for one year? Come on, that's yeah. better than almost anybody Tom. else's. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tom. Uh, so. I mean, what was the, what when Texas went to the Sugar Bowl, what did our record end up being, 10-4? and 10-4, and four, yep. So, like, think about it. I mean, like, And that was two, right two extra games, two extra games. Yeah. Cards fall the right way. You might be able to, you know, put together a pretty good impressive bowl run. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 9-3 and three is realistic. I totally believe that. I wouldn't be shocked if we lost to Oklahoma State and Iowa State. And then, like, a TCU, and I always say the weirdest game of the year, and it stayed true, man. Oklahoma State is just a freaking weird game every year. And it and thank God they're not putting it on the, the, the day before or the day of Halloween this year. Yeah, no, uh, we got Baylor. Because that weekend, it is always so strange. And it's been like that against OSU for, like, what, five, six years now? And yeah, that no, was the game yep. where you had, like, three blocked punts. You blew a 30-point lead in one game. I mean, stuff like that. It's crazy. So we won't be doing that this year, I don't think. So, yeah, I, I think 9-3 and three is a, is probably – that's you're probably closer to a 9-3, and three, honestly, than you are to an 11-1. and one. But I'm going to ride high. I'm going 11-1. and one. And I think Steve Sarkeesian, the dude has completely won me over in the past. Like, I, I was good with his hire, but over the past, like, three months, man, I've really just – him and CDC haven't missed at all. At all. Oh, 100%. A hundred percent. So there you have it, folks. It is game week. Creighton, I am ready for some football. I don't know about you. Oh, I know you're ready for some football. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm ready to You know what I'm ready for? Two things. What? One, I'm excited. It's too bad. I don't think the new – it's either the new sound system or the new screen isn't going to be ready until next year. That doesn't matter. But I'm ready to see the new end zone uh, and what that's going to look like. Uh, it lights up too, Joe. Lot they, oh. nobody told, nobody said Whoa. that. It's got lights under that Longhorn, so at night that's it, it's sick. illuminated. Oh, I know. That's so sick. Nobody, nobody, I just wish it looked more like a Longhorn. That. That's all. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm excited to see that, and I'm excited to see the state of Texas underneath the Longhorn in the middle of the field. Some people are saying it's not centered. 
It looked centered look, to me. Look, it looked pretty centered to me, man. Yeah, it looked centered. Like with the long the horn on the stick. I think the are gonna not center it. Yeah, that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like people, are like the Longhorns not centered in the state of Texas. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be. Well, I was about to say you can't. You can only center it so much in a state that's not a circle or a square yeah, or square. And so yeah. I'm excited to see that. And then lastly, they so I don't know if you saw the tweet or anything, but yesterday they practiced in their game day uniforms. And it looks like the old school dark burnt orange logos on the all on the helmets are back, baby. Which is a complete like 180 from what Charlie Strong did with the stupid chrome logos. And it just I think it just resembles like this well, is a the, new era of Texas football. The chrome logo and the orange got brighter. I was like, what yeah. are we doing? We're not we're yeah. we turning into Tennessee. Oh my god. It's <laughs> I such think an it ugly shade of orange. A brand new era. And that's what I'm excited about is to see. Those three things, especially the end zone, because that that club that club man is gonna be so nice, and I'm just gonna be happy that we're not running out of dirt anymore. So <laughs> running out of concrete. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the the burnt orange is back. I'm gonna have to get a New Jersey. Yay. Um, but that'll do it for another edition of the Bevo Boys, and we'll be back next week with the recap of the Louisiana game. One more thing. One more. One thing. more thing. If Texas goes undefeated this year. I'll be the first person to say I will buy an Anthony Cook jersey. Number 11, <laughs> Anthony Cook. You've heard it here first, You heard it folks. here, folks. 100% you heard that it one. here if first. If we go undefeated, only have to go undefeated. We don't have to win a playoff game or anything. Just go undefeated until the end of the regular season. I will buy an Anthony Cook jersey. There we go. There it is. It's in writing. It's on the air forever. So, Anthony Cook Hey, maybe he'll maybe he'll hook us up with the jersey. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, until next week, folks. Always remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hope. Hook-